You are listening to You Canna Throw Your Granny Off a Bus, a production of Sheater. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Elder Abuse audio drama and talk, You Canna Throw Your Granny Off a Bus. You're listening to Episode 1, Physical Abuse by a Family Member, How to Identify and Intervene in Elder Abuse. Hi, I'm John. Elder Abuse, it's not as uncommon as you might think. During the COVID-19 pandemic, pleas to helplines are up tenfold. We want you to know help is available. Call 911 if you have an emergency or if someone is in immediate danger. Call 211 if you need help to find help. Each week, we'll hear our play and meet experts who can provide help and advice. Our first guest has been singing to seniors through windows throughout the pandemic and has been raising awareness about mental health for a decade. Jackie Ralph from the Canadian Mental Health Association, Grey Bruce. Our second guest educates people of all ages with trustworthy information about dementia and will host Learn From Your Living Room this fall. Sandra Hong from the Alzheimer's Society of Grey Bruce. Stay tuned for that conversation. But first, what is elder abuse? Doris knows. Doris has stories to tell and solutions to share. Have you ever wondered how someone who is mistreated by a family member gets help? Let's listen to Doris. Zippity doo da, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity doo. Oh, 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 hey, oh watch oh, out for that ca- stick! Careful. Hey, are you trying to kill me? Oh, oh dear, are you all right? Well, no thanks to you. Oh, physical distancing, please. Oh. Oh, that's better. Can I help you? Where the heck is the front desk? Someone at the front desk should have cleared you to get into the building. You definitely shouldn't be here. Not with COVID-19 everywhere. How on earth did you get through to the patio? Well, they did sign me in at the desk. I have no idea how I got here. I am officially lost and abandoned. I, I guess you live in this place. I do. Tell me something. This place. I looked at the photograph and it looked all right. You know, clean, well-kept, professional, you know, safe. Uh, Do I know you? No, it's just I'm considering moving here. Oh. Well, it's hard to find a good place these days, you know, let alone right away. Ooh, sounds like it's critical. Well, anyhow, you've got beautiful gardens. Oh, they are, aren't they? One of our groups helps to take care of them. You could have a little spot and do some gardening yourself. Oh, no, no, no. I'm better in the audience. How's the porridge? Oh, well, I do my own cooking most of the time. But the dining room, you do get a good choice of food every day. Everyone pretty much likes it. Oh, you have a single room. You say we don't know each other? I could have privacy. Oh, yeah. I've got an apartment. It's just across the way. See that gazebo? Well, it's just behind that. You could come and see it. I've only been here five minutes, and this lady here, wow. That was nice of you to offer. Probably expensive, though. Oh, rents here are personalized. Really? If you don't mind my asking, what sort of things do you like to do? I mean, there is so much going on. I was just playing shuffleboard. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) I know you. Oh, yeah. I'd know that laugh anywhere. You're Fred Cutler. Oh, I get that a lot. You are. 
Nobody could laugh like Fred Cutler. We all used to live in Harriston, remember? Hmm. Well, who are you then? I'm Doris. Doris Davy. I was married to Terry. What happened to your Elsie? Oh, she passed away a few years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Fred. Yeah, my Terry died six years ago. We were out on the farm. Oh, yeah, hey, do you remember that farm? Oh, we had big parties out there. Huge bonfires. <laughs> remember the musical shows we were in? Oh, I remember those. All I want is a room somewhere Far away from the cold night air <laughs> <laughs> I know why I didn't remember you. You were always in a bikini. Oh. Well, Doris Davy. Well, well. Fred Cutler. Star of the Fireside Sing-Alongs. Oh, I had all of your CDs, you know. All us young folks did. And here you are, after all these years. Just visiting, Doris. Say, until COVID, we had concerts every month. And anyone who could do anything did it. Ah, oh, it's a little bit uh, challenging right now. But, hey, we're starting up again soon. You'll really enjoy it. You think so? I do. You know, I think I might know some other people here, too. There's a lady sitting in the lounge. She's wearing a blue house coat and, and she's singing to herself. Oh, that's Mickey. Mickey Malarkey. She used to be in the musical society, too. Mickey? Mickey! Yes, yes. Oh, Gosh, I didn't recognize her. What happened to her? Well, Mickey has dementia. She was still living in town with her sister, Mary Beth. Would you like to smell my flowers, mister? How are you today? Isn't it a beautiful day? Oh, mmm. Well, hello, Mickey. Oh, yes, they're, they are lovely, and they smell lovely, too. Um, you know, it's been nice having a visit, but I should really get going now. But uh, you take care. Bye now. Mickey? Mickey? Mickey, are you in there? Where are you? Oh, brother, not again. Mickey! Mickey! <gasps> oh, Mickey, what in heaven's name are you doing outside? I've told you and told you, you cannot go outside during a pandemic. And in your house coat, no less. Oh, good morning, Mary Beth. Do you like my pretty flowers? Where did you... Oh, Mrs. Wilson's gonna kill us. Come on, people are looking. Oh, poor Mickey. Well, she's gone downhill so quickly, hasn't she? Oh, for heaven's sake, she stole my flower. Now, I sent you to the bathroom. Let's watch TV, that, that big wheel of things. We like to watch that, eh? Sisters, sisters, there were never more devoted sisters. No, no, it's not time for that, sweetheart. I have to leave for work, and you need to get washed and dressed. I don't smell bad. No, don't sit down. Mmm, mmm, coffee, good to the last drop. No, 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 ah, give me that coffee. Oops. 
Oh, look, you're spilling. Oh, there's no time for this. I can clean it up. See? It's okay. Just sit down and watch the TV with me. Where's that remote thingy? Uh, no, I can't. Why not? Why, why are you pulling me? It's Tuesday. I have to get to work. And you need to get in your bedroom. But I just got out of the bedroom. Get up! Ned, go! No! No, ow! You're hurting my arm! You're hurting my arm! Come on! Come on no. now! In ow. you go! No. Oh. Get in there! No! Get no. in no. there! Get in there! <laughs> Sit down! No! Why? Why? Why are you putting me in here? What's wrong? I'm late. I've got to go to work. Jeezly, Pete. <sighs> here, I've left you some nice sandwiches and a muffin. Oh, I'll, I'll just make myself an egg. I can't trust you to use the stove, honey. After you nearly burned the house down, remember... Oh, it's too dangerous. Now... You've got your microwave and your own TV. Oh, that and... stupid little television. I don't like it. I want to watch the big one in the living room. <sighs> I've got to lock the bedroom door. No! Why? It's called lockdown. Because you go outside and wander off like you just did. I didn't. You did. <sighs> don't you get it? It's a plague. You could get sick and die, Mickey. Die. Well, you could die, too. You've got to stay here. Just sit down and stay put. Why? 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 Oh, stop hitting me. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. No, don't leave me alone. Please. Please. <sighs> she is not going to make me feel guilty. <sighs> I'm so late. I'm always late. They are so going to fire me. Please don't leave. I can't stay, and I, and I can't hire anyone to watch her. Who'd risk it? I'm a prisoner in my own home. No. Oh, Mickey, why couldn't you have planned for getting old? I'm not having it. I'm not. I'm going to run away. Mary Beth was at the end of her rope. She wasn't able to look after Mickey on her own, as many people can't when someone has dementia. So, how'd Mickey end up here? Oh, one day, Mickey did wander, and she got lost. The police were even called, and the doctor was called in. The doc arranged for her to be here? Yeah, and he connected them to the Alzheimer's Society for immediate counseling. Oh, she's a part of the community again. And her sister, Mary Beth, is by two or three times a week. They're much happier now. They've reconciled. Hmm. Miracles never cease. Oh, Mickey. I'm really happy for her. You know, she was a lot of fun back in that musical society, wasn't she? I'm going to go down and see if she remembers me. Well, I'm sure she'd enjoy the visit, but... After you go back to the front desk. Right, boss. <laughs> it's around that corner. Ask Edna for the tour.
Well? Yes? It was a nice surprise bumping into you today. Why, yes, it was. <laughs> I'll see you later, Doris. Hey, listen, Fred. Mm -hmm. I hope you'll move in. <laughs> Bye, Doris. Oh, my, oh, my. I wonder if he'd be in our concert. Thanks for the story, Doris. Welcome back to our post-show chat. I'm John Farmer, the coordinator of Violence Prevention Grey Bruce, a coalition of agencies and individuals committed to preventing violence within relationships, families, and in our community. I'm going to chat with a couple of experts, and at the very end of this conversation, I have a special surprise for you. So stay with us until then. Joining me now are Sandra Hong from the Alzheimer's Society Grey Bruce and Jackie Ralph of the Canadian Mental Health Association Grey Bruce. Welcome. I have some questions about Mickey's situation. Sandra, have you met people like her who have been abandoned, isolated, or locked in as a result of having cognitive decline in their senior years? I certainly have. And are people with dementia like Mickey more vulnerable to elder abuse? We certainly appreciate at the Alzheimer's Society that as the disease progresses, care partners' um, needs certainly increase which often puts the caregivers at an extremely amount of stress. So where they begin to sacrifice the things that, that really had once brought them joy, because of their caregiving responsibilities, they're now neglecting those moments of joy for themselves. So as a result, this often leads to resentment and a lot of frustration and anger and guilt directed at the person with dementia. And because of that, not only do some caregivers find themselves unable to actually ask for help uh, and look at other ways to keep their loved ones safe, they start looking at ways such as locking them in a room or tying them to a chair, that's a true story, to keep them safe and not really appreciating that by doing that that actually puts them in more danger. That that's harming them. Yeah, that's harmful for them. And so Sandra, what should we look for if we have people in our own lives who are living with dementia or cognitive decline? What should we be aware of to make sure that they're staying safe during those years? I think it's really about as a community working together to to recognize that, oh, in, in the situation, Mickey was wandering out um, outside of her home and Mary Beth's reaction to that and the neighbors murmuring that, oh, you know, like, look at, look at what's happening here. But instead of doing that murmuring, actually speaking up and saying to, to Mary Beth, you know, I've been in your position before. My parent had Alzheimer's disease, or I, when we think of it, 564,000 Canadians have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease or other dementia. So how many others are connected with that specific person? Um, so it's quite likely that a lot of those neighbors have been in a situation similar or know of situations similar. So it, we really need to have eyes and ears in the community, as well as the co-workers 
workers that Mary Beth works for. You know those signs that Mary Beth is continually late for work. Well, why is she continually late for work? You know, how is it that I can help you? What is causing you to be late? And and then exploring um, some solutions and strategies to support her. So a referral to the Alzheimer's Society to get more knowledge and understanding about the disease process. Starting from that place of if something doesn't look right, as a community, it's our job to ask the question to say, what do you need? How can we help? And normalizing asking for help is so important, especially like you say, Mary Beth's mental health was not great there because she was living with so much stress and so much pressure. Jackie, you've been a community educator around mental health and, and teaching people to mind their mind and, and to do what they need to stay well. What would you recommend for, for someone to, to watch for in terms of their own stress as a caregiver or as anyone whose maybe mental health is, is starting to struggle caring for people whose needs are increasing? And a lot of those things um, Sandra mentioned, if catching ourselves having feelings of guilt, um, um, we're watching for things like feeling of sense of loss of control, catching ourselves being more irritable. And those are really hard to watch for in yourself. But at the same time, we've talked already about keeping an eye out for each other. And when you see those things, say those things. And don't be afraid to ask and say, hey, I noticed um, you just didn't seem yourself yesterday. Is it okay if we talk about that a little bit? So most people because of stigma, because of shame, they won't call for help or they might not know how, but in Mickey's case, she isn't able to because of the state of her cognitive decline. So how can Mickey get help and what kind of community services are available to keep them out and engaged in the wider community? And Sandra, maybe you're the best person to speak to this point. Well, again, that becomes a little bit complicated, right? Because if you think that uh, Mickey may not, she may not have the ability to actually call for help herself. If she did, if she has the insight to actually follow through and speak up about w- what circumstance she's currently under, then, you know, talking to a neighbor or calling the Alzheimer's Society again about what she's experiencing, then certainly she can get that support. Um, so again, it's going back to the eyes and ears of, of the community stepping up for Mickey that, oh, you know, I've noticed that Mary Beth seems to be quite stressed and, you know, I'd like to come over, maybe, you know, come over with some muffins and sit down and have some coffee and muffins with, with Mary Beth and Mickey about their situation. We have to think about Mickey's cognitive ability, where she is in her dementia progression. How much insight does she have into her abilities or lack of abilities? And then our responsibility as community members to get over the initial hesitance to say, that's their business, we, I shouldn't go knock on that door. If someone is, is suffering in our community, it's our responsibility to keep that eye out. And it's not really about being a busybody. It's about just... I care. And let's just sit down and have a cup of coffee and some muffins and discuss what's going on. But coming over in a friendly, I'm here, I care, compassionate way. And I'm curious, Jackie, if you met someone like Mary Beth, someone who is stressed out, who needs some additional support, whether that's privately or with a community agency, where would you recommend someone reach out to, to, to get support around their own mental health as a caregiver? 
It's so great that there are so many different options available in our community. The baseline is always 211. So regardless of, of where you're listening from today in this podcast, calling 211 will connect you to the resources in your local community. Here in Grey Bruce, we have our mental health crisis line that's available 24-7 to talk. The mental health crisis line of Grey Bruce phone number is 1-877-470-5200. And I always say, don't let the word crisis throw you off because it really is a talk line where they are there to talk about anything big or small. So their job is just to sit and let you vent, let you cry, let you be angry, let you swear. And then after it's all done, say, wow, I am so glad you called me today to talk about this. Um, how can I support you even further? Our EAPs, um, a lot of people don't realize that EAP is isn't um, just about mental health supports in terms of counseling. They are, how can we help you support your loved one? That's our employee assistance program. Most folks who have benefits at work will have what's called a side benefit program called the EAP, the employee assistance. And honest to goodness, if it's something that you're not sure about, I've never filled out a form for my will before. Well, you can call and they'll connect you to somebody who can help you learn about how to fill out a will. It really, truly is anything to help you be well enough to come to work. And it's anything that's outside of your workplace. We certainly see that with Mary Beth as a character. Her work life is being impacted because her whole life is being impacted. Thank you both for joining us for the conversation today. Friend, we need you to know that as we're offering you information, resources, and links, what we're saying is not legal or medical advice. This is a guide, like a signpost. Please seek the advice of your own doctors and professionals who can help you in your community. We heard one story of abuse today, but it wasn't just one kind of abuse. It was mental, emotional, verbal, physical abuse, and abandonment. Want to know more about what we talked about? Go to Shearder's Facebook page, where you'll find online links to the Alzheimer's Society, CMHA, and other community organizations. If you found value in our show, we'd appreciate a rating. Click on the button below. If you tell a friend about the show, that'd help us too. It's time to talk about elder abuse. That's a big first step towards ending it. You may want to host a group listen and discussion. If you do, we have a question guide and link to group resources on our Facebook page. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for new episodes. Click on the subscribe button below so you'll never miss a show. One final thing. Senior abuse is more common than you might think, and help is available. You can reach the Senior Safety Line of Ontario at 1-866-299-1011. If someone is in immediate danger, call 911. If you need help to find help, call 211. Now, I told you I'd have a special surprise at the end of today's episode, and here it is. Episode 4 of Granny is devoted exclusively to a talk with resource people. We'll have folks from Elder Abuse Prevention Ontario and so many more organizations coming to join us. If you have any questions for them, please let us know using our Facebook page, We'll cover as many of those questions as we can. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening today. Next time on You Canna Throw Your Granny Off a Bus. You go sit in the living room, Mom, and I'll make you a nice cup of coffee. Lots of sugar. Don't worry. Go on. Stop your rambling. Stop your gambling. One, stop staying out late at night.
Well, this is going to be one marathon poker game. You Can't Throw Your Granny Off a Bus, the podcast, is supported by the Government of Canada's Emergency Community Support Fund and Community Foundation Grey Bruce, New Horizons for Seniors, and the Ontario Arts Council. Our cast was Carol Flood as Doris, Paul Flood as Fred, Joan McDonnell as Mickey, and Polly Shell as Mary Beth, with host, me, John Farmer, and special guests, Sandra Hong and Jackie Ralph. You Can't Throw Your Granny Off a Bus, the podcast, was adapted by Joan Chandler from the play of the same name by Audrey Otter, Ted Kodak, Joan Chandler, and David Sarita. Granny was produced and directed by Joan Chandler with music direction and arrangements by David Sarita. Additional lyrics by Cora Taylor. Promotion by Andrea Stenberg. Recorded and mixed by G.I. Home at Walls Down Studios, Owen Sound. You Can't Throw Your Granny Off a Bus is a production of Sheater. You can email us at sheater at sheater.com. Sheater is spelled S-H-E-A-T-R-E. To learn more about Granny and Sheater, please visit our website, www.sheater.com. You cannot throw your granny off a bus.